All right, welcome back to the Elias Mako Show. A Canadian professor teaching in the UK says he was targeted for his right-leaning views. And he says he's the latest victim of cancel culture. Eric Kaufman was formerly the head of politics at Birkbeck University of London, but at the end of August, he quit after a 20-year career. Come next year, he'll be launching a new course at a rival university. Let's find out more. Eric Kaufman is joining us from London. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Great to be here, Elias. Uh, speaking to a Canadian, yeah. not a fellow Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Eric, why don't you? Can you give our listeners uh, the Cole Notes version of your life? Because you know you're Canadian, but there's so much more to your your travels and 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 where you've been your entire life. Why don't you tell our listeners a well, bit more about yourself? <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. So I grew up a lot in the Far East. Uh, born in Hong Kong, lived in Tokyo eight years. Um, I went to university. I went to Western Ontario, uh, but then I also um, went over to the London School of Economics and did uh, my graduate work in in England. Uh, and I've been here for you know the quarter of a century, uh, during which time I've been an academic. So yeah, it's uh, it's a long way from from Vancouver. A long way from Vancouver, but you've had a tremendous amount of success in your career, and it's been a lengthy one. But what has been changing? In recent years, you know, I've also, I, you know, I also taught at Concordia University. I worked at Concordia University for seven years. I know the academic spheres quite well. It's all, you know, academic spheres have always been left-leaning overall, usually, right? But something is changing, isn't it, with how anyone who goes against sort of the the permitted doctrine and how they're treated? What is what happened to you? What do you think is happening on universities? Yeah, so there, there's been a shift within the left from uh, what, what you might call a liberal left to an illiberal left mm -hmm. uh, that's taken place uh, maybe over the last few decades. Now, I don't want to over exaggerate this. I mean, there was certainly an illiberal left uh, even when you and I were going to university. I mean, political correctness, speech codes, that was all happening in the late 80s, early 90s. So there is a longer uh heritage to this but the scale is simply much greater because of social media and that enables the mobilization of twitter mobs it it, it enables um <clears throat> people to sort of put pressure on universities to fire people to stop people from speaking and we have good data on that in the us and in britain and it shows a very clear pattern of increase from about 2015 16 Peaking around 2021 has gone down a little bit, but it's still well above where it was in the 2010s, early 2010s. Eric, can you tell our, our listeners what were, what were your what were your thought crimes exactly? Like what were what were you saying yeah. that was getting you in hot water with students online and and the you know on the Twitter mob and all that? Yeah, I think that any criticism of movements such as Black Lives Matter or movements that are claiming to be in support of trans rights kind of marks you out as so, so if you oppose uh, you know some of the 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 arguments of these people that suddenly you become associated as a racist or a transphobe uh, even something as innocuous as retweeting a, a video of Justin Trudeau not being able to say LGBTQ you know even something like that on on social media is enough to sort of land you in hot water and and that was part of the list of things that went into a, a complaint. So what happens is activists will then accumulate a portfolio on you, a file on you, and then they will put in an internal complaint, which then leads to an investigation and tribunal and all these other things, keeping you kind of in a state of anxiety because you know, you know, if you happen to be ejected from a university, there's really no getting back in when you've got hundreds of applications proposed uh, and reputations travel far and wide. 
uh, you know, and Eric, I, th- I think everyone in their career has done, maybe done something, said something where they said, ah, oh, I mean, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Has there been any self-introspection where you've said, you know, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done a couple of things, but I've apologized and you can move on. Or do you think that the environment there, does it matter if you apologize? Does it matter if you just try and flesh out your thoughts uh, and try and provide extra context? It just doesn't matter. All that matters is the mob. I don't think it really matters if you apologize. I think that'll only perhaps embolden the Mm. cancelers. I think what they are after is an orthodoxy where anyone who dissents from the ideology, which essentially consists of two parts. I mean, one is that there has to be equal outcomes for different identity groups. Number two, that no, no matter how microscopic the harm imaginable from saying something such as, you know, anyone can make it in Canada, even something innocuous like that, uh, or or criticizing a group that's purportedly speaking out for trans individuals or native or or black or whatever, you know, that anything like that constitutes a kind of thought crime. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and these are really almost religiously held lines of sacredness. If you transgress them, it's, it's like you have to be excommunicated. You know, it's just a very sort of strongly held ideology. And most most academics and most students don't sort of believe deeply in it, but I don't think they have a real vocabulary for pushing back against it either. And so mm. these people, they, they're able to multiply their force. So what are you doing about it, Eric? Well, what are you starting up in, in, in January? Right. So I essentially, um, this phenomenon of, of the woke left is an extremely important historical phenomenon, already led to more people losing their jobs than under McCarthy. It needs to be studied, uh, and it's not being studied because it's uncomfortable. So I'm launching this course open to uh, the public, including in Canada. It's an online standalone course on uh, woke at the, as the ideology. We'll study that objectively, dispassionately, looking at origins, how it's affecting politics and society. So that's something launching in January. And I'm also, uh, and this is at a at an independent university called the University of Buckingham, which is, it is 45 years old. I mean, it still leans left like other universities, but it has a bit more of a mix and is has a very pro-free speech leadership. Uh, and so I'm also going to set up a, a center in January to pursue sort of kind of countercultural social science research questions. Uh, so those are really the two prongs of this new venture that I'm trying to, to get off the ground. So, Eric, what can we do? Because I have I'm, I am seeing some pushback. I don't think it's arrived in Canada yet, unfortunately, but I'm seeing some pushback in the U.S. and the U.K. where there's more people just saying, hey, listen, we need to be able to debate ideas and say our opinions and then debate those opinions. What do you what, what do you think are some of the common sense ideas that more universities should be embracing just so that we can once again have these conversations on campus without having the fear of getting quote unquote canceled? Yeah, I mean, I think the problem, the problem in a way is that universities, they copy each other and they've all embraced this philosophy, which says students are are fragile, particularly those from protected groups anything which can be construed as a microaggression so that might hypothetically offend the most sensitive member of one of these groups is out of bounds and that's more important to us than our traditional mission of truth and and freedom academic freedom until that value calculus changes 
I just don't see how this is going to work because you will always get the noisy activist groups that will pressure the universities. One thing that is happening to some extent is when the media, the media is a useful force, when the media can sort of criticize universities that cave into these sorts of demands, that can create some kind of a counter incentive. I mean, that is one hope. Uh, it's, it's a way that some progress might be made in a place like Canada where the situation isn't great, I have to admit, for <laughs> for academic mm. freedom. Uh, Eric, we have to wrap up here. Why don't you just well, just uh, remind our listeners uh, here at the University of Buckingham, what's the course going to be called and what, if, if any of our listeners might be interested in how it uh, progresses? Yeah, well, it's simply called Woke, the Origins, Dynamics, and Implications of an Elite Ideology. I mean, if you go to my Twitter, you can uh, find the link to that. Uh, it'll give you the course book and a bit more detail about how to express interest for when we start in January. So yeah, please uh, please do express interest and hope to see a bunch of Canadians on the course. Uh, Eric, uh, thanks so much for your time this morning and touching base uh, with the Canadian audience. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Elias. That is uh, Eric Kaufman, formerly head of politics at uh, Birkbeck University of London, but his course in January going to happen uh, at the University of Buckingham.